Coming to you live from the most powerful city in the world. Welcome to the Sideline Junkies. Sponsored by Anchor FM. Take it away, fellas. Welcome to the Thursday Night Throwdown edition of the Sideline Junkies. Got BJ. What's up, what's up? Of course you got KG. Got a little bit to get into, but I've been dying to hear some responses. I got responses from Junie and a little bit from Delonte last night. So where do you want to start at, BJ? Because I got a lot that I need to hear from you. Well, I mean, let's let's tackle some NBA and then let's do the second segment on the uh, NFL. How about that? Okay, that's good for me. Okay. Now, last night we talked about the NBA uh, right as, as we were about wrapping up. The Celtics were had their bags packed and they gone fishing. Milwaukee Bucks put them down four games to one, which we kind of sort of co- saw coming. But the big news last night, Kevin Durant, strained calf, will miss the rest of the series. Yeah, that's that's huge news. Do you think it 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 you know puts the Rockets in a in the driver's seat? I think it puts a lot of pressure on them now because now that they're expected to win this series. Um and and that's not necessary because now you take K D away from the equation. Now you have the original Warriors, which is which which still is a very dangerous team. Now, now they're just gonna go back to the Splash Brothers, you know. So, gotta be careful what you're wishing for. All the Warriors need to do is win one more game. And if you don't think they can win one more game without KD, and they've won championships without them, you're crazy. The Rockets have a chance, but you're talking about they get Game Six in Houston. I think they'll get that one. Then you go into Game Seven in Golden State, Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green. I mean, they've done it with that crew before. Iggy, all these people have this experience, so I think that all the pressure is on the Rockets now. I really do. This is a stat that I I. I... I've been combing through stats late, uh, this morning. James Harden took one shot, I believe, in the last eight minutes of last night's game. One shot. Now, this man has the record for most 30-point games. This man is a scoring machine, and all he had was one shot in the last eight minutes, and you wonder why you lost by five last night. You didn't put the, put it in the hands of the guy that got you there. Yeah, that's that's kind of – that's a very interesting stat, you know. It's just it's kind of baffling, you know, that somebody that can score basically at will when he wants to only has one shot. That that right there, I, I would have gave him the Kobe treatment. Every time I gave him the ball, I would have said shoot. Yeah. I would have did everything, ran him off of screens, any way to get him to score – just so they now, I, I need the pressure to intensify on Harden. But at the beginning of the fourth quarter, I would let Harden just go out and just 
kill. So they put more pressure on him, rotate guys, and the next thing you know, that opens up opportunity for everybody else. Yeah. But I mean, that's that that's pretty much that that thinking is why I guess you and I sit behind the mic and Dan Tony constantly sits on the sideline. Yeah, I definitely would have liked to have known what the uh, you know, if maybe Harden was I don't know, man. It's just so much that goes into things. But he just for him to not be in the game like that, not and I don't mean I mean mentally to be that main focal point. It's just kind of just it's head scratches sometimes what goes on. You know, it's just you sit there and you you like, is this really happening? Do they really feel like they can win this game without the man who brought you here? But hey, what do we know? What do we know? I'm, I'm a I'm I'm a I'm a adjust my headset. <laughs> I said it uh not too long ago. Dan Tony teams are great in the in the regular season. I mean they, they they will jump out of the gate, they will run you to death. When it comes to playoffs, they always stumble, whether it be second round or conference finals, they stumble. Because they can't play basketball, uh, playoff basketball. And see, and that's and we talk about this all the time. You know, Andy Reid has this problem. We'll run through the regular season, and then when the playoffs come, it's you're playing chess in the regular season. Chess is easy, it's fun. Anybody can pick up the 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 game and and play. You can teach your son, daughter how to play right then and there. But when you switch to the playoffs, you play chess, and the chess has different rules, and different pieces can move different ways. And a lot of coaches don't make that adjustment well. I think this is his best chance to win a championship because I think I think we're going to have a really good NBA finals this year, but I still think the East team that comes out is not going to be as strong as the West team. And plus, you have I think the, the West has a little bit more experience. So we'll see. I think I think if he's going to do it. He got to beat the Warriors twice in a row. And then he got to fight Denver or Portland. So. Well, I mean, speaking of the East first, my pick was always the Bucks to come out. You know, at the beginning of the playoffs, I, I said the Bucks would probably come out of the East. And I would love to see a showdown between Giannis and KD. Two seven-footers that are just extremely athletic, talented, Probably. Uh, one's, probably. One's the young bull. One, probably the only person that could probably stay with KD physically in the league that could probably give him. Because KD just, is shooting. It's just it's just shooting over people. Mm-hmm. You know? And that 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 defensively, I don't know if they're, how, how often they would guard each other. But if you wanted to slow down KD, I think Giannis, Kawhi, probably be your best options. I think uh, – the name escapes him right now. What's the defensive boy for uh, Houston? Uh, uh, is it geez. Capella? Of course I can. Uh, yeah. Capella. You got Capella. Yeah, I mean, like like I said, slow him down. I didn't say stop him. I said slow him down. So. Hey, KD, he, he got one of those shots, and I, I see why they call him Easy Money Sniper, <laughs> Slim Reaper, whatever you want to call him. But when he shoots, all you gotta do is run back down court because ninety five percent of the time he's gonna bang that. Yeah, it's uh, that's money. When he gets 
to that that sweet spot right around the foul line, right up in that area, you can tell how much work he puts in right up in there. I mean, it's just money. He it's automatic almost. It's scary to see that because we talk about all the time. You can tell who works on what and who just does the the minimum. Hey, this is what time the team told me to be to practice. I'll be to practice. We're leaving at four. I'm leaving at four. Then you can tell who comes in there. Practice starts at, let's say practice starts at 10 a.m. You can tell who's been in there since nine. Practice ended at four. You can tell who stayed to six or later. You can tell. You can tell KD puts in the work. So, you know, it's, it's not surprising to see. But not at all. He's he's definitely we, we talk about those players that that can that have that other gear that make them superstars and KD has that. I, I still say he he he's the best in the league right now. You think so? Yeah. I I'll call him best in the league. I'm not taking anything away from LeBron, but LeBron is allowed to have an off year, and this was an off year because of Injury, new teammates, and, you know, just the, the circumstances wasn't the greatest. But he's allowed to have an off year. Yeah. yeah. So I, he, he hasn't had a summer to himself in about 15, 16 years. He actually got to go on vacation with his kids early. I think that's good. It's needed. So. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean – It's hard for me to give that. I mean, I, I I can't. I guess I have to admit that because LeBron's been the best in the league for a long time. So, you know, it's it is what it is. You guards change. Call it. You got mm-hmm. past the baton, and I, you know, I think LeBron will come back and redeem himself next year. But right now, I give you KD. Well, uh. Now, speaking of teams that are on the verge of winning, the Nuggets need one win tonight at 10.30 Eastern Time. They beat the Trailblazers. They're going on to the Western Conference Finals and waiting for either the Rockets or the Warriors. And the Nuggets are for real. I'm going to say that yeah, now. Yeah, I, I never doubted the Nuggets. I thought Portland would have the advantage because San Antonio and Denver basically – almost killed each other. And, and and Portland came in with rest. I thought that would give them the advantage. But don't forget Portland's missing a, a, a key component to their offense. So that is yeah, true. I mean you you can't lose you can't lose that and then expect to to keep rolling like you've been all season. That was a big blow, you know? So Denver has all their pieces. And it Denver's Denver is good. It just it's so it's so interesting to watch how the matchups because if who's to say if Oklahoma won that series, how they would have matched up with Denver. You know what I'm saying? It's just it's just it's it's so when you, you when you see the matchups and one team can run through one team 
and then they have a problem with a certain a certain squad. It's just interesting to see. That's all. But I'll give you Denver too. Denver's a really good, really good squad. Hey, I'm a I'm a throw a name out there, two names actually, and I want to see if you agree. I, I of course you know I'm always talking to the professor Lucky. He 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 said it, and I told him I said I was thinking the same thing. Uh, the Joker for Denver, Jokic. Mm-hmm. Do you re- do you feel that that's obvious Sabonis that we should have got from 1986, and that's the RV Sabonis we were cheated out of, basically. Wow, that's a that's a big uh, that's a big comparison. Yeah, now you remember Sabonis even in old age, bad knees, he would kill Shaq on the offensive end because he could pass, he could shoot, he would pull Shaq out the paint and just shoot over top well, of. Him. I mean. But the guy I just talked about injured for the Blazer, Nurkic. I mean, he's. I, I think. I think. I think if you ask both of those guys who they idol growing up, I guarantee you Sabonis is one of those names. And you third name to throw into that mix that probably that would say that um, his son that plays for uh, Indiana Sabonis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, 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 big, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kay. No, no, no. I'm just saying big guys that can pass and shoot but can still play traditional big man role, back to the basket and still kill. Yeah, you know what? That I mean, it's very interesting you say that about the Joker, comparing him to an earlier, younger Sabonis that we didn't get to see. I, I, I think that's fair. I think that's fair because we saw what an older what, what Sabonis was the trailblazers. What was in his late 30s? Yeah. So mid to late thirties, you could tell his knees was hurting him, his feet hurt, but he still made things happen. And you could see, you like, where has this guy been? You just didn't understand why he hadn't been in the league, you know, prior to that. But you know, of course, you 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 follow the backstory, you know why. But you know, it's just like, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, the Joker's Joker's good, man. And and a, a Sabonis comparison, I mean, I like that. I like that. He came over to the Trailblazers in '95. Yeah, that's and played from '95 to 2001. He came over at 31. 31. 31. Yeah, man, how? And he he boy, he been playing ball for 20 years. He had been playing since 1981. Yeah, he had been playing since he was 17. Yeah. Yeah, so can you imagine him coming in the league in the '80s with that skill set and hopping? What if what if the Lakers had grabbed him? Man, you know that with with the Showtime Lakers, his passing, shooting, ball moving, magic oh, passing. My goodness, man! Oh my goodness! You know what? I it, it would have been too much because you would have had him running a break, magic fighting him. He catching it in a lane. He passing to Kareem. Mm-hmm. <laughs> him kicking it back to Magic, Magic Dipsy doing and hitting somebody else. Man, it would have been that would have been an overload right there. We were talking about the Showtime Lakers is the greatest. Or album. what if he came in in the nineties with the nineties Bulls? Jeez, uh, 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 the Bulls never had a dominant center. They never they had serviceable never. centers. They always had they they didn't need it. They didn't need no. it. You don't need that when you got two of the greatest players of all time. And and one of the greatest coaches of all time. So, 
you know, and that's what I'm talking about when I say chess and checkers. You know, you have a coach mm-hmm. that knows how to manipulate, hide your weak spots, play hard on your strong points. And then it and then it gets to that point where you're just like, you know what? We know you know what our strong points are. We don't care. We're gonna run this play anyway, and you're gonna have to stop us. That that that's where the Jordan effect comes in. I know you know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do it anyway, and you're not gonna stop it. It, it, ladies and gentlemen, it's levels to being the greatest. It's levels to being a superstar, a star, an all-star. It's levels to that. You just can't anoint somebody five stars. You can't do it. It might be in this league right now, this NBA league right now, it might be five star. It might be five players I'll get five stars to. That's it. That's it. Well, you speaking of greatest of all time, I, I mean, we got to keep putting it out there because I've been dying to hear what you had to say. Ballers Tribune, because I've been butchering that for the last two episodes. Ballers Tribune <laughs> put out a pyramid of greats is what I'll call it. And immediately, I say it again, I disagree. So, But this is the, this the it, beauty about it, KG, is this is why we here. This is why we started this podcast for for debates like this. Yes, indeed. You know, and and it's just the beauty of it. You can sit down and, and and look at this thing, and then your eyes twitch a little bit because you're like, hold up, hold on now. It, you know, what are we grading? One, what are we grading off of? We grade obviously it's not championships. So yeah, obviously it's not championships. So, but I like I, I've grown up as far as grading players on championships, and I think that yeah, you consider it, but you also have to consider the whole body of work. So when you look at this, these five tiers on this pyramid from Ballers Tribune of the top greatest players ever, definitely some sore thumbs in here. It's definitely. Um, a couple of players. Well, I'm not going to say a couple. I'll say it's one for sure that does not belong on this list. One for sure. And I think we both know who it is. Okay, so so let's do this. I'm going to count to three. I'm going to count to three. <laughs> on three, I want you to We're going to say it together. Who doesn't belong in this list? One, two, three. Vince Carter. I was gonna say KD, but I take Vince yeah, Carter. Yeah, I, I, I would put KD on here before Vince Carter doesn't belong anywhere on this list. But now, hold on, I took off more than just Vince Carter. I made my own okay. pyramid, but I took off Steph, Kevin Durant, Vince Carter, Allen Iverson, Steve Nash, and Dirk Nowitzki, and Dwayne uh, Wade. You can't take took them all off. Take Dwayne Wade off. You can't take you can't and, take Dirk off. It's a method to the madness. It's a reason why I took why? them off. Because you know who because it's certain players that you're leaving off. You left off the 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 I don't want to call him the founder, but you left off a name that should be on any pyramid, any list that you put up for greatest. When you get to a certain number, you have to put George Mikan on that list. Yeah. 
Because without George Mikan, we don't have Wilt, we don't have Shaq, we don't have David Ross, we don't have Hakeem Olajuwon. It wouldn't have been a big man's league for so long without George Mike. I understand where you're coming from because you got to pay respect to the past. You have to. And I think I think that when we're talking about pure skill, pure playmaking ability, I think that the centers that are on here trump him tremendously. And, and it's not fair to say that. Because in the fifties and sixties, it was a completely different fifties. It was a completely different game. The game changed mm-hmm. because of Mikan. You know, and that's that's the type of things you have to take into consideration. Did this? How did this player impact the game? If they had to change rules for you when Shaq came in the league, if they have to make your their, their baskets and and stuff out of different materials so you can't break them. That that that's that's what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? You know, they naming moves after you, the dream shake. And that's another thing. You know it's coming, you still can't stop it. No. It, 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 it's just one of them things. Now who now who else on the list did you take off? Uh I took off Steph Curry. Steph? It's too soon to put Steph and KD on there. It's too soon. We don't know what's going to happen in the next three to five years. Their careers could take, God forbid, they could take a bad turn. And they, I mean, they're still going to be considered greats, but they won't be this high on this but list. See, that's, but that, I think I think KD and Steph already have Hall of Fame careers. And, and Steph, and Steph, I can agree with that. But and and that's the thing you have to realize that KD and Steph already have Hall of Fame careers. Plus. Steph, what is Steph right now? All he he's he is the all time uh three point shooter. Where is he at? Um, shoot, is he number one? He close to number one, ain't See, he? And that's and that's what I'm saying. It's hard for me to take him off that list. But and and another reason why I took Dwayne Wade off. Everybody talking about Dwayne Wade's the third greatest shooting guard of all he's time. Number three, KG. No, no, he so he's a better shooting guard than Elgin Baylor. He's a better shooting guard no, than no, Rabbit. No, 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 Are no, you no. serious? I'm about Steph Curry all time three points made. Oh, well, <laughs> he he, Damn, already? he got twenty two eighty five. Ray Allen got twenty nine seventy. He's going to kill that record. Yeah, because he shoots about he he hits about three hundred a season. Yeah, he he's going he health wise if he if he stay healthy. Um, and the guy that I took off the list, Vince Carter, is seventh. He's hmm. above Paul Pierce. <laughs> Please. No more Paul yeah, Pierce talk. I know, man. I know. We'll leave Paul Pierce oh, on this man. episode. But Steve Nash. I'm di- uh, before you go to Steve okay. Nash, on you know, we, we talked about top ten point guards. They had Steph ranked fourth all time. No, third all time in point guards. I felt that that was the uh, the biggest slap in the face the biggest amount of disrespect to John Stockton, who was rated number seven. Disrespect to Isaiah Thomas, who was rated number six. Wow. That you put Steph Curry over him. Like, are you serious? We talk about point guards one and two, and this is an ESPN list. They had Magic Johnson one, Oscar Robinson two, Steph Curry three. Are you outside of your mind? You don't ever put Steph Curry over top of a pure point guard like John Stockton. Ah, K 
KG, but they do different things, brother. Remember, the, we're talking about you're, – you're, you're really talking about – when is Stockton coming to the league? 84. When, when, 84, yeah. When is Zeke, when is Zeke coming to the league? 81. Because Stockton, Stockton played longer than Zeke, right? Yeah, because, you know, Zeke had the uh, torn Achilles, and he gave it up early. He was going to retire anyway, but he gave it up after that. And see, this is what you get, too, when you have people under a certain age making lists. They can only go off of – because they never seen Magic play. They never seen John Stockton play. And Stockton was 84. He was a part of that great 84 class. I don't know why I thought 85. You know, they never seen these guys play – you're you're watching Steph Curry now. You're watching Steph Curry shoot, you know, ten feet behind the three point line, pulling up over half court, making shot after shot. You know, doing stuff for his size. I mean, I think he deserves to be on that list. Um, it's just so it's it's really, <sighs> it's it's really hard to to where to put him because, like I said. His game is not the same as Isaiah Thomas. His game is not the same as John Stockton. John Stockton was a pure distributor. He wasn't a shooter. That could score. He, he, but he, he could. could. But he, he was a distributor first. Steph, Steph is a scoring point guard. Isaiah was a scoring point guard. But I, I, I'm not even going to say Isaiah was. Isaiah was all around because Isaiah could play defense. Yeah, he, he, I, if we're talking about out of the three, he's definitely the best defensive player, you know. Um, but 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 Stockton was a hell of a defensive player. I mean, it's 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 hard to put these tiers together because you have to give it up for the new and you have to respect the old, and that's what makes it so great because you can't get all of them into one. And that's what I told Mm y'all when we did our all-time 50, that you couldn't go over 50. Remember I told y'all that? Because y'all wanted to add. I said, no. Right. You got to give me 50. That means you have to take people off this list. And that made it hard. I will will not lie. Now, let let me tell you right now what I'm looking at. Tier one is LeBron and Jordan. We we're gonna go a couple more minutes on this, and then we're gonna take a break. We already passed where we where we wanted to be. I agree with tier one. I don't. I agree with tier one. I can't for multiple reasons. Kobe was a monster. Kobe was very very good. Kobe is on that upper echelon when I talk about putting players on the pedestal. But for me, I cannot give a copycat. Somebody that modeled their every move after another man. I just can't do it. I can't do it. I'm sorry. And I think LeBron, even though he doesn't have the championships, his accomplishments and what he's done puts him on the same tier as Jordan. Which I'm talking about everything. Shoes. I'm talking about on the floor. Everything. That puts him in the same class as Jordan. The other thing I would switch out, I'm taking Wilt Chamberlain out of tier, tier two. Tier, I'm sorry, I can't tongue tied. Tier two. I'm putting Bill Russell. I'm switching Bill Russell and Wilt Chamberlain. I'm putting Wilt Chamberlain in three. Putting Bill Russell in two. 
Wow. I actually, you know what? I actually, I actually might take Shaq out and put Shaq in tier three and put Bill Russell above Shaq. And leave Wilt. I can agree with that. And, and leave Wilt Chamberlain in with Bill Russell and put Shaq in tier three. Um, I actually also would. When, when you talk about these tiers, or you talk about talking about the greatest of all time, I'm trying to figure out how tier Tim Duncan got to three. He's the greatest power forward of all time. So for me, I'm taking Kobe Bryant out of tier two, putting him in tier three, and putting Duncan up. Okay. I, I, I you, that's the greatest point guard, power forward of all time. Mm, yeah, I mean, Kobe. That, 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 that's that can't be denied. And, and, but just think of it this way: we're already Kobe just retired. And people are already putting him. First, it was him. Is he Jordan? Is he the next Jordan? Is he better than Jordan? And all of a sudden, and this is this is across the board. He fell out of that conversation, and they put LeBron and Jordan in the same breath. You notice that? Mm-hmm. So, uh, I can't take the Wayne Wade off, brother. I can't. I can't. I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm replacing Dwayne Wade with Elgin Baylor. Elgin Baylor was a better two guard. Dwayne Wade is great, granted, but you're not going. I'm not going to make a great a greatest list without rabbit on it. I'm sorry. I'm just scrolling through the rest of it. I think Charles definitely Charles Barkley deserves to be on there. Vince Carter, I think Allen Iverson, Allen Iverson changed the game. I think he deserves to be on the list. I see Scotty on there. Um, I, I had to take uh, AI off. You took AI off? Yes, sir, I did. And I can't be mad at you because it's, I think he's borderline. You know, I mean, granted, he'll be a Hall of Famer, but on this list right now, uh, I can't do it. Uh, what else NBA we got to talk about, brother? We already we burning <laughs> up the airways. I think that's about it. You know, we got very little to come back with for uh, NFL, but you know, just a question and some moves, some NFL moves. That's about it. Well, everybody, stay with us. We're going to segment number two, sideline junkies. Um, that was our NBA part. Like I said, just stay tuned. All you got to do is keep listening. We're gonna come to you with some NFL talk. Right after this. Just like that. Right back like we never left. Yes, sir. Time to talk a little NFL because it is almost that time of year, ladies and gentlemen. Well, it, it kind of is that time of year. Where, yes. where it's time to talk about the NFL, the NFL draft has concluded. Uh, teams are starting to sign all their draft picks. I think the Skins still hasn't haven't signed uh, Montez Sweat, right? It's, it's I haven't two heard people. anything. It's I think it was two people they hadn't signed. So got Dwayne Haskins. They they made that signing. Um, Mr. Haskins got Joe 
Mr. Joe Thousand's permission to wear number seven. You think they're going to let him wear it? Uh, to be quite honest, uh, he got the permission from the great Joe Theismann. I think if he wants to, he'll have that option. But after what Peter King said, like, you know, Joe Theismann feels that somebody has to kiss his ring to wear his number, and he, he didn't do any – basically you saying he didn't do anything in the league for him to get this type of uh, – to have his number ever retired or taken out of circulation. He didn't do anything. And I felt that that was wrong. I'm trying to figure out what Peter King has against the Washington Red. Is it the name? I man, I don't know. Maybe he was turned down for a job. I don't I don't know. But I mean, he, he out for <laughs> that he does, brother. That he does. It's it's just interesting to see. I mean, Dosman was a a legend here. He was an NFL legend, period. I mean, uh, I'm just I I'm just speaking of here. I mean, because every team, I'm not even going to talk about league-wide. I'm talking about each team has you could you, somebody that is just, that city would do anything for them. <laughs> and, you know, Joe Theismann is that per here. Now, and then on a, on a league-wide level, everybody know who Joe Theismann is. Yeah. So, I don't understand. I mean, the the short time, I forgot who it was, but the short time that Deion Sanders was here, I forgot who played after him. That was it. Was it Sean Taylor that asked him could he wear twenty one? No, uh, Fred Smoot. Fred Smoot. Fred Smoot asked him could he wear twenty one. Deion Sanders ain't do nothing here. It's just a respect thing. Exactly. That's all it is. I, I and I prefer. Him asking Joe Theismann, that somebody asking Deion Sanders, Deion Sanders didn't do anything here. Exactly. That's just like if he wanted to wear Doug Williams' number, I would ask Doug, "Hey, Doug, can I wear your number?" Hmm. How hard is that? I mean, he he is your GM. Yeah, I, I, all you gotta do is call him. <laughs> <laughs> just like you call. It's like he called Joey T. I mean, I just, I don't understand. I really don't understand where Peter King is coming from. Maybe I have to sit down and maybe it's a story out there floating around why he doesn't care for Washington because this isn't, this isn't just a a, a one time, first time Peter King thing on Washington. So no. it's, 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 it's just somebody knows the story. I and, mean, you know, we don't have all our inside channels yet. So we're going to have to figure that story out. But, but this this whole number thing has been going on for years. But it's certain things out of respect. Only number in Redskin history has ever been retired is number thirty three for Sammy Ball. Mm-hmm. Every other number that's not, uh, I, I think I went through it and uh, talked about what numbers were out of circulation. Bobby Mitchell's forty nine, Rigo's forty four. Um, geez, Theismann's seven, Jurgensen's nine. I mean. You got a list of numbers that are out of circulation, out of right. respect. Right. But me personally, I'm I, I was hoping that he wore number fifteen, Dwayne Haskins, because I want that fifteen emblazoned. So everybody that all the 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 the, the fourteen teams that passed on him, well, actually wasn't quite fourteen, but the, the fourteen picks that went ahead of him need to put on notice that number fifteen of the twenty nineteen draft is coming for your head for the next twenty years. Yeah. That would have been a nice touch. Definitely would have been a nice touch. But I think that 
I really think he 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 understands that where he's what he's doing and and the pressure that's going to put on him, even right. more pressure than he already has that he's putting on that number seven for Washington, and it's time to produce. Mm-hmm. You know, we talked about this um, a couple of podcasts ago. I expect him to. It just depends on Case Keenum. If Case Keenum can can lead this team, get this team rolling, and they're looking good, <clears throat> he would have to, you know. And, and Case Keenum is capable of having those two, three interception games. You know, if you see a couple of them, don't be surprised Dwayne Haskins comes out there. Uh, you know, they're itching to put him out. Just don't hope they I, I, they don't rush him. If he's not ready, then just let Case Keenum play. Mm-hmm. But if you feel like he's ready to go, and he should be. He played in Ohio State. I think he's ready to go. You, you. I don't think you're ever going to be completely ready until you get out there and start seeing them live bullets of, of NFL action. Agree. You know, until you see the Eagles pass rush, the Cowboys coming at you. This ain't practice no more. It's not. It's not. It's not the big ten, twelve, eleven, whatever the hell they call that now. So I agree. Yeah, I. I, th- I think he's ready, but we'll, we will see. We will see. I. I think Case Keenum will get the nod, and I think if he, if he so much as sneezes, then Wayne Haskins will be in. Well, I hope it's not, it's not like that, but I, I I would rather him hold the clipboard and be truly ready, head wise. Because I mean, he's a smart quarterback, but he got to get NFL smart. So well, well, let me let me tell you where I'm coming from when I say it's it's more to. Dwayne Haskins playing than just play on the field. People are, are starting not to go to them games. Yeah. Yeah. Before, before this draft, I think Redskins morale in general was low. You had Fire Bruce. You had that movement. You had, you know, fans very displeased with this team. And I think this draft gave you a flicker of hope. If you were in a dark tunnel, you could you could see the light at the end of the tunnel now. You was like, they actually went out and killed this draft. And yeah. I can I can see the future. What did I tell I told you on, on this show? I said they this I think the the their two first round picks, Dwayne Haskins. And Montez Sweat, I think they have the highest ceilings of any draft picks. You potentially have drafted two a franchise quarterback and a franchise pass rusher. What do teams look for when they win the Super Bowl? You got to rush the passer, and you got to have a quarterback that can move you up and down the field, which the Redskins really have not had. And before you say, oh, we were 6-3 and three before Alex Smith went down. If you could look yourself in the mirror and say Alex Smith was moving this offense up and down the field, <laughs> you, have, you have issues. And we unfortunately, we do not have the uh, inside track on, a, on a, a therapist. You need to talk to somebody. I love it. I love it. I mean, I, I, guess what? I agree with you. Now, Alex Smith was a, a good game manager, That's but we talked about it. He didn't take those chances down the field. Now, Colt McCoy, 
that's one thing about Colt McCoy. He would take chances down that, the field. He will, and he is very inaccurate down the field. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> but it's a simple fact he took the chance. That's like, uh, that, you know who you remind me of? Probably not as bad. Remember with Jeff George was here? Oh, man. Jeff George was a pretty oh, interception. Man. Ball was, in the, ball was a pretty spiral in there. It's like, good, great. He got an arm on him. And then going back the other way, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I, I'm excited. Uh, you know, like, yeah, and that, you know. That's what this draft did. It made everybody in this area, especially Redskin fans, made them excited about football again. We've been in the doldrums for quite some time. You know, you get a little peak of light. Now, we, we got a, 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 a more of a glimmer of hope out, and we're coming out of a out of a rock slide, and we can see yep. sunlight. Now, just hoping that another rock slide doesn't happen and cover up that sunlight. Yeah, I'm just, like I said, I hope they don't rush him in the service trying to please the fan base. You know, I mm-hmm. I think you will see him this season. If I had to put a guess on it, game four or five. Because y'all got to rush stretch those first eight games. You got to yeah. rush stretch, and that, that, could, that could put Case Keenum in a bind. And depending on who emerges, it, it just, we talked about this before, it just so much depends on if you got a healthy Jordan Reed, if if these the consultants they're bringing in to assess the injuries can help, and and you have a full strength offensive line, that's going to make a huge difference. Agreed. So, but I think the Redskins, I, I don't think they, I know they they set themselves up well for the future. It's just that is Jay Gruden a man to coach up Dwayne Haskins? I I. For me, I, I just I'm not impressed with Jay Gruden's coaching. You're not the only one, brother. I'll tell you. Yeah, that. I, I'm. I'm just not impressed with his coaching. And when you're telling me you're giving him the keys to a Ferrari, and I know he's not the only person. You know, you got the quarterback coach, offensive coordinator. You got all these people that got their hands in it. But and and that, and that's another thing you said, KG. It's like. Are you stuck with Jay Gruden for three years? Because you don't want to, you don't want to change coaches and offensive coordinators with this kid, and mm-hmm. give him the Jason Campbell treatment. Exactly. So it's it's a it's a touchy it's a it's a balance that has to happen, and I think that Haskins is a playmaker, just like Lamar Jackson is in Baltimore. They can they make plays happen. You can't teach that. There's nothing you could do to teach somebody how to extend a play, how to make a play happen, how to just make come up with play after play. So what we got next on the NFL agenda, KG? Well, real quick, um, on our Twitter page, Sideline Junkies, question was asked, and it, it was that, you know, thinking about it, it we, we, we're in a, a time where if we look over our shoulder and our football pass, the light at that beginning of the tunnel is starting to become very dim. It's a candle flicker now. Now, the question is, why are NFL and AFL championships pre-Super Bowl, for, for those of you that are uninitiated and young, why are they pretty much disregarded now? So many people act like they don't count, but they happen. Like, if, if I say, you know, the, a lot of Cowboy fans say, well, we got five Super Bowls. 
and I could say, well, the Redskins are five-time world champions. Well, that don't count. Y'all, that was before the Super Bowl. Uh, they played championship games before the Super Bowl. Yeah, exactly. But but here's my thing, and I, and I think I think a lot of the reason is because people didn't see him. One one people didn't see him. Two, I don't think a lot of people care about the history. They, they, just that's just like why you see Steph Curry and KD on that NBA tier list. You're going off the here and now because does right. that mean the seventy Super Bowl champion doesn't count? Exactly, because you didn't see it. it happened before you was born. It never, it never, it doesn't Go count. tell the Green Bay Packers that their 11 NFL championships don't count. i like to see you do that. Oh, go tell, but, the, go oh, tell oh, Baltimore that, that their three don't count, that they won. <laughs> and 19, me and you talked about this off air. 1958 is considered the greatest game ever played. And I, now, me personally, was I alive doing it? No, I really wasn't. My mother was two years old in 58. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, they showed that game so much on yes. TV. Then they add yes. colorization yes. to it. Yes. And, and, and speaking of that, we, like I said, we relish when we we're, when we're on <laughs> social media and we get a response from people that, that the reason why we do this podcast, why we started, why we enjoy talking about Andy Poland. Liked our tweet. When I tell you it was straight joy, and it, and, and all the credit goes to KG because he formulated that tweet, and he and and Andy Andy Poland made a good point. The guy that kept that alive, Steve Sable. When how long how, how long has he been gone? Oh man, what is it? Let me let me know for sure. Go ahead, I, okay. I, I got you. He, when he passed away, some of that, or a lot of that. You get in your NFL history, your spoonful of NFL history for the week, died with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and because just like you said, you, you're watching that 58 game, they added color to it. You get, you get now, they bring in uh, uh, some of the players to talk about the game while the game is going on. You get different perspectives. You get, it's just, it's, 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 you get to see that and how they played the game back then compared to what you have now. And that's why I say when you're a sports fan, you got to grow up in levels. You know, you go, you start, and you're watching it. But when you start appreciating it on different levels and you put your past with your present, it just makes it so much more fulfilling. And uh, Steve Sable has been gone come September. It'll be seven okay. years. Okay. Yeah. Now, you- you know, myself, you, Delonte, Jim, Junie, we all grew up in an era where, in between, you know, NFL didn't last all year long. But you, you got the glimpses of the past during the offseason with NFL yeah. films. And not only is Steve gone, but his dad, Ed, is gone yeah. too. And you got to see uh, the, those old shows, the season in review for Cowboys, where they start calling them America's team. Um you got to see – now, I mean, we still got America's game if you got on demand for uh, Xfinity. You still got that. But it's getting to the point, those older teams – and, BJ, your Buffalo Bills of 64 and 65 were AFL yes, champions. Sir. But people are saying, well, that doesn't count. The, I mean, but you're, 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 when you say that doesn't count, you're taking away 
the Houston Oilers, who were AFL champions. The Dallas Texans, which turned into the Kansas City Chiefs, were AFL champions three times. Uh, the New York Jets, the Oakland Raiders, these guys were champs in that 10-year span of the AFL from 60 to 69. And you're telling me that those championships don't count, but they're listed in their championship history. Just like the Redskins, 37 in the NFL and 42. And being being a, a Bills fan, I, I don't even bring that up. I don't even bring it up because, like you said, people are like, man, that doesn't count. That's that was those were AFL championships. You tell you tell you tell everybody that won an AFL championship. You tell the guys that played that whole season that they don't count. You t- you tell them that. But these are the same people that say it don't count that give no respect to the Boston Celtics. Oh, they ruled the league because there wasn't nobody out there. And, uh, uh, you know, they, they didn't really play anybody. Uh, they played – Bill Russell went up against Wilt Chamberlain. Yes, and Wilt Chamberlain in 64 averaged 50 points and 25 rebounds and still didn't win the MVP. Yep. Oscar Robinson averaged a triple-double that year and didn't win the MVP. But Bill Russell averaged 18, 10, and like seven blocks to win the MVP. Got to. It was more competitive. Got to go back and know your history. You got to know where your teams came from. You got to know who Kyrie Irving looked up to and who that person looked up to. People have modeled their games after certain people. And then that person that they modeled their game off of modeled after somebody else. Exactly. Go back to the Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan comparison. Kobe modeled his entire game after Michael Jordan. Now, answer this question: Who did Michael model his game? Uh, Wasn't it? Who did Michael? uh, Was it Doctor J? Nope. Walter Davis. Walter Davis. There you go. North Carolina legend. Uh, You know, Walter Walter Davis played with uh, Portland. What else did he play with? Because I got his card: Suns, Nuggets, and the Blazers. And, um, from North Carolina, went to North Carolina. I mean, he modeled his game after and, and, and Walter, then Davis. Walter Davis modeled his game after somebody else he saw. Exactly. It just keeps going back. You have to figure out, you know, where this stuff has come from. Yes, it's, it's evolved. The game has completely changed. Just like as a kid out there watching right now, that's going to come up and model his game after James Harden and be even more beast than that. Every time we think we've seen, like, man, ain't nobody coming through again like LeBron. Here comes Zion. Mm-hmm. Like a grown man ready to play. He only, what are you, 18, 19? Ninth, about to turn 19, if I'm grown not mistaken. man, a train. A train full of coal. <laughs> so... You got to go back. You got to figure out. It just, you know, you ain't got to sit down and watch hours and hours. Just yeah, go back and, and pick a – go back and watch the, the 91 finals with the, the Bulls and the Lakers. Yeah. Go back and watch the Pistons and the Celtics go at it. Go back and watch the, the, the Celtics and the Lakers in the 80s. Go back and watch Dr. J's Sixers. Go back – if you're from this area – Go back and see how much film you go and watch the 79 t- championship team with Wes Unsell. 
Mm-hmm. Go back, go back and look at these guys. Go back and, and watch some of the George Mikan film and just see how different the game was back then compared to now. And you'd be like, man, that he he's doing a sky hook. Don't nobody do that now. Exactly. You know it, that it, you can't go out girl, girl, go out there and do a sky hook. I guarantee you're going to be like, man, yeah, I, I talked I talked about it like a dog, but I can't do it. Exactly, because everybody think it's from the it's from the elbow. Your hand got to be big enough. It's from the wrist, yeah. people. Yeah, you got to have some mittens. I think, I think, I think Kawhi can do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I think he can do it effectively. Because yeah. even Magic, you know, Magic had the baby sky hook coming across the lane, uh-huh. and he rolled his off of his wrist and it got it to the fingertips. Cap just came across. You know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar hand was big as hell. Still yes, is. Sir. You know. He had Andre the Giant hands, and he could just take it, and he held the ball up and just flipped it. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, man, go go watch Bill Russell play defense on Will Chamberlain. Exactly. Go watch those things. Go back. But when you go ahead, can you? when you watch Bill Russell play defense, please watch it with him talking about how he plays defense. That's what I I said that last season. I said I would love to see Zion Williamson sit down with Bill Russell. And just watch film and let Bill Russell tell him, hey, look, you do this excellently. But if you block it this way, you can start to break instead of giving them the ball back. Exactly. There you Man, go. it's going to change the game. There you go. There you go. And that, you go back, like I said, go back and watch that 58 championship game. Go back and watch the first Super Bowl. Watch the Packers dominate. Find out why the Packers sweep was – uh. <laughs> so unstoppable. Yeah, exactly. They you knew the Packers sweep was coming, but you couldn't stop it. Go back to the nineties and watch the K gun all the Bills run the K gun offense in the regular season. Go back mm-hmm. and watch and, and then watch their Super Bowls and scratch your head like wow. And then you're gonna find out like, hey, that guy that looked like Bill Belichick in the nineties Super Bowl. That, that hold on. Then you're gonna start putting stuff together. And be like, uh-huh. you know what? Bill Parcell, Bill Belichick, they stopped, they stopped that mighty offense in the Super Bowl. Go back and watch. You you love him or hate him. Go back and watch the triplets. Uh-huh. You know, go back and watch Mark Rippon tear up the Super Bowl. Go back and watch these things. Then come to us and say that stuff doesn't matter. Exactly. Because... Our fathers, their fathers, you go tell them an NFL championship game didn't matter. That they sat down and watched with their blood. So just like the the same energy you put into watching the the Super Bowls and the the finals and watching your teams play, win and lose, you tell them that don't matter. And they get back to us. Indeed. I couldn't have said it no better myself. You you hit that. That's twice in two days. You hit the nail on the head about the same subject. Hey man, I, I try to hit the nail on the head, man. Sometimes I hit my thumb, and I gotta I gotta go back and and reevaluate myself. But you know, it is what it is. So, well, I I, I guess we didn't we didn't we we didn't dropped a lot of knowledge in this episode. I, I guess we go ahead and. Let them marinate on that. Yeah, man. Let them marinate on that. Next time, the, the junkies will be back with the 
WrestleManiac Saturday night, which is a yeah. excellent show. So we got a, a a lot to get in on Saturday. Um, happy heavenly birthday to one Owen Hart though. Absolutely. And I've been seeing so many Owen Hart clips the last two days, man. It just it makes me smile, man. It it makes you smile, and then I remember because I was watching the paper. I was watching it. I, I it's. All you do is shake your head, and then yeah. and then you know what would really get you when you see the the clips, not the clips, but you, or the clips too. You see the clips of all the other wrestlers that are not here. It's a mm-hmm. it's a picture and I forgot who's in the picture. I know it's Jim the Anvil, Owen, British Bulldog, and somebody else. Brett's the only one in that photo alive. Brian Pillman, and Brian, they got all. He's Brian the only Pillman. one in color. Brian Pilm, he's yeah. everybody else is gone. And he just just like wow, man. He, this was my childhood. Mm-hmm. And and it, it does hurt. It does hurt. But it's the same thing with players passing away. You know, it's just it's it's crazy. You talk about that over the edge pay-per-view in Kansas City. I remember coming to school the next day, not knowing anything, because I was like, you know, I'll catch up with the pay-per-view on Monday. Mm-hmm. But uh you and, 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 and Paul, we were in the Votech wing, and y'all told me, I was like, man, y'all lying. And he was like, nah, dead serious. The look on your face let me know you were serious. I mean, number one, that shows how much history we got together. But yeah. that right there, I'm just like, damn, are you serious? Yeah. And, you know, this is long before social media. Long before you, social media. <laughs> you get home. And you see that, and you see it all over the news, and you're sitting there. That night was just surreal for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. Somebody that I had watched since I was a young kid. And, you know, he had just adopted the Blue Blazer gimmick again, and that became very fun. And I, I wish I still had my VHS tapes of him on SmackDown. And, uh, you know, coming out as the Blue Blazer and, Everybody asking, well, where is Owen? And he's saying, well, I'm looking for Owen, too. You know, <laughs> little did everybody know that was Owen. But things like that, man, it, it, it's funny. And I can't believe it's been 20 years. I just say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, y'all got a lot to get to Saturday night, man. We're going to get out of here. And uh, we hope y'all enjoy uh, what we put out. And uh, like I said, sad, the sideline junkies will be back Saturday night. As the WrestleManiacs representing yeah. the junkies. So stay tuned for that. And uh that's it for me, KG. You know how to reach us. We be on Twitter, Devlin and Davlin, Instagram. So catch us there. Let us know what you think. Indeed. And we don't do no overtime. We are out of here. Peace. This has been another Sideline Junkies production, sponsored by Anchor FM. For any questions, comments, or even if you have a show idea, you can always email the fellas, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Junkies out.